said. They did an excellent job. But just, just say a few other things. The reason Jesus came. And, and this candlelight service that we're going to have this morning illustrates it as good as anything else. Um, you know, the Bible says that the spirit of a man or a woman is the candle of the Lord. And you need to realize that, you know, you are a spirit being. You possess a soul your mind, your will, your emotions, you know that. And then you live in that physical body. You need to understand that that physical body isn't the real you. The real you is a spirit being that lives down on the inside of that body. Have you ever been, now this is a morbid way to start the, the, the candlelight service, but have you ever been to a funeral? You see that person laying in the casket? See, that's their body. They're not there, are they? They've left. See, the Bible says that the body without the spirit is, is dead. Now, you need to realize and to understand the reason Jesus came, you have to go all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Now, I believe that God created the heavens and the earth and that God made man. I don't believe we came down from a monkey. Now, I used to teach junior high. And sometimes... I began to think maybe <laughs> but I believe the Bible. And you know it'd take more faith to believe in evolution than it would to believe the Bible. Is that right? So in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, you know. And and then you know on I guess it was the 6th day he formed the body of man. Out of the dust of the ground. Is that right? And then the Bible says that God. He what? He breathed into man the breath of life. And man became a living being. Is that right? And then you know eventually he put the man to sleep. And took out a rib from his side. And made his wife woman. You know Eve. And uh, But you see in the garden of Eden there. They, they, were, they were alive. They were living beings, spirit beings. See, that the body didn't, man, Adam's body didn't have life until God breathed into him. Is that right? And the spirit went in there. And the Bible says that the spirit of a person is the candle of the Lord. And you see, when Adam and Eve were created there in the Garden of Eden, their spirits were alive unto God. Their spirits were inside their bodies, just like your spirit's inside your body right now. But their spirits were alive unto God. And God said, of all the trees of the garden, you can freely eat. But there was one tree. Does anybody remember that tree? It was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said, he said don't eat of that one. Because in the day you eat thereof, you shall surely die. Now, did you ever notice that when they ate of that fruit... Now, we think of death. What, what do we think of? When we think of death, we think of the funeral parlor. Is that right? But in the Bible, death means a separation. Now, you go to the funeral parlor. You see the corpse laying in the casket. Their, their spirit's been separated from their body. Is that right? But back in the Garden of Eden, when God said, In the day you eat thereof, you'll surely die. Did you ever notice they ate of that fruit, but they lived for hundreds of years? Now, did God lie? No, God didn't lie. They did die. They died spiritually. Their spirits were cut off from the life of God. 
In other words, when Adam, well, actually Eve was right there, the, the serpent, the devil, you know, in the form of the serpent, tempted her. And she, she ate, and then she gave it to her husband, Adam. He ate, and when they ate, their spirits were cut off from the life of God. It's like, it's like their spirits were blown out. They were separated from the life of God, and darkness came on the inside of man. Cut off from the life of God. Are you with me so far? Are you following this? Now, it'd be one thing, and now, now you know, they lived, they lived hundreds of years, and then eventually they, they did die physically. Their spirits left their body eventually. Their bodies died. You understand that. But the day they ate of the, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, their spirits went out. Their candles were blown out. You okay? You okay with that? They're, they were cut off from the life of God. You understand that? And it'd be one thing if it would have just affected Adam and Eve, but it didn't just affect Adam and Eve. We're all descendants from Adam and Eve. So it affected all of us. You need to realize that. And uh, when people are born, when, when babies are born, when we're born here into the earth, you need to realize something about little babies. We're born alive unto God. How many of you know if a baby dies, they don't go to hell, they go to heaven? You need to understand that. Whether they've been baptized or not, whether they've been confirmed or not, has nothing to do with anything like that. Babies are covered. Say babies are covered. As they sure are. But we all grow and reach what I call the age of accountability. Now, that's different for everybody. But when you reach the age of accountability, then you sin because we're descendants of Adam and Eve. We, we sin. And when we do, we're cut off. Our spirits, our candles on the inside, our spirits are cut off from the life of God. And so God had to figure out a way to get man and woman, you know. Hook back up with him. But you know God is smart. How many of you know God is smart? And he had a plan for this before he ever formed man and created him and put him in the Garden of Eden. Somebody asked me one time, said, why did God put that, that tree in the garden knowing that man was going to sin? Because God is love. And God wanted to give man a choice. And God wanted man to serve him, not because he had to, but because he wanted to. And the only way that can be done is if there's a choice. Real loud, say a choice. And so God gave man a choice. That's what love does. Gave him a choice. But you see, right after Adam and Eve sinned, they missed it and their spirits went out, affected all of mankind, God promised a Savior. He promised Jesus. And all through the Bible... As you read the Bible, God is, you can see it almost in every book of the, of the Old Testament where God is promising this Savior to come and His name is Jesus. Realize, say Jesus. And you see it, I'll just read a couple of these, just listen. In, in the book of Isaiah, the Bible says, Therefore the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and call His name Emmanuel. Does anybody know what Emmanuel means? God with us. Jesus, you see. And then there's another verse in Isaiah. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And so God 
when man sinned, God is a good God. He had a plan of salvation figured out before man ever sinned. He gave man the free choice. Man sinned. Life, spirit cut off from God. But God had, had a plan and his name is Jesus. And he began, he, he told, he told Adam, he said, he said, he told him right there in the Garden of Eden that he was going to send Jesus, you know. He talked about the seed of the woman. And then all through, throughout the Old Testament, he promises that there's going to come a Savior. Somebody that's going to be able to hook Man's spirit back up to the life of God. Somebody that's going to be able to light man's spirit back up, you see. And then when we come to John, the first chapter, you can just listen and look it up later and read it. But it's in the first chapter. Eventually, Jesus comes and the virgin conceives. Anybody remember her name? It was Mary. And you need to remember that Joseph was not Jesus's natural father. Jesus didn't have a natural father. You know, Jesus is the unique person of the ages. Did you know that? Nobody like him. 100% God and 100% man. And, uh, and the virgin conceived. The Holy Spirit, you know, overshadowed her. And, and, and within her was conceived the Holy One, the Lord Jesus. And then the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word. How many of you know Jesus didn't just come into existence in Bethlehem. How many of you know he's the second member of the Trinity? He's always been, he always is, he always will be. Is that right? In, in Mary's womb, he just took on human form. That's, that's all that happened there. And then the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word. That's Jesus. And the Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of man. Say light of man. See, see now God's plan is to get man's spirit, man's candle lit. Because it was cut off in the Garden of Eden. And so that's why he sent Jesus. And then the Bible said that the light shone in the darkness. When Jesus was born, the light, Jesus is the light of the world. The light shining in darkness. Where did the darkness come in? It came in back in the Garden of Eden, you see. And then the Bible says... That Jesus was the true light which lights every person that comes in, into the world. Like I said a while ago, when we're born, you know, born, uh, we're alive unto God. Our spirits are hooked up to God. Babies are covered. Their spirits are alive. But when we grow and reach what's called that age of accountability and we sin because we're descendants of Adam and Eve, then our spirits go out. We've got to get our spirits relit. We've got to get our spirits hooked back up with the life of God. Do you understand that? Because if we don't get that done, listen to me now. If you don't hear anything else, listen to me now. If you don't get your spirit hooked back up with the life of God before you die, before your spirit leaves your body, then you go to hell. And how many of you go, no, God doesn't want anybody to go to hell? That's why I sent Jesus. So that you could get your candle lit. You could get your spirit hooked back up with the life of God. So you don't have to go to hell. So that you can go to heaven. Isn't God good? You know the dumbest thing anybody ever did is go to hell. You know how many of you know that's the dumbest thing anybody ever did? Somebody said, well, you shouldn't be talking about hell on a Christmas service. Well, we need to be talking about hell. We need to be warning people about it. Jesus said more about hell than he did heaven. Did you know that? And that's why Jesus came to keep your hot little hide and mine out of hell. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. Did you hear me?
Now, if you're visiting today, I'm not a real religious kind of guy. Remember, I taught junior high for a lot of years. You can't be a religious kind of guy and get, I mean, you get, you got to be tough if you teach in there, you know. You understand? So I'm not going to give you a lot of religiosities and a lot of, you know, I'm going to get right down there where the rubber hits the road. God doesn't want your hot little hide going to hell. Somebody say amen. amen. When you die, he wants you to go to heaven. How do I miss hell and make heaven? You got to get your candle lit. You got to get your spirit hooked back up with the life of God before you die. Did you hear me? This is life and death here, what we're talking about this morning. We're not just having a little bitty, bitty candlelight. We're, this is life and death. This is important. You need to hear, hear this today. You're not, if, if you don't know Jesus, you're not here today by accident. You're here today on purpose. God has something good for you. Can you say amen? amen. Glory to God. So listen carefully. Jesus came into the world. He was born of a virgin. He came into the world. And his purpose, main purpose was to get your spirit hooked back up with the life of God, to get your candle lit before you die and go to hell, so that, you, so that when you die, you can go to heaven. And that, that's what it's all about. And so Jesus came with the sole, single, main purpose. There's other reasons he came, but the main purpose was to get our candles lit, to get our spirits hooked back up with the life of God. And he did this through his virgin birth, his sinless life, his shed blood on the cross, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Glory to God. And when Jesus was raised from the dead, the Bible said that we got raised with him. Glory to God. But it only applies to you if you'll do something. And I'm going to tell you what that is here in just a minute. But somebody asked me one time, they said, why doesn't everybody come to the Lord? Why doesn't everybody come to Jesus? Why doesn't everybody serve God? Why? Why don't people come to church on a regular basis? Why don't they serve God? Why? 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 Well, this isn't in my notes, but I need to say this. Years ago, this is in my, in my notes, but I need to say this. Some people here need to hear it. I used to think serving God was boring and dull. And I used to like wrestling it to chase more than I did church. Does anybody remember wrestling it to chase? You don't remember that. You don't remember that? How many remembers that? Oh, look at that. Larry Matisek, remember him? And Mickey Garagiola, remember that? And there's always this red-headed lady that sat on the front row and whenever some of the wrestlers got thrown out of the ring, she'd kick them when the, re- when the referee wasn't looking. How many remember that? Glory to God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, my grandma, she used to, she thought wrestling was real. How many remembers Pat O'Connor? Oh, she loved Pat O'Connor and she hated Bobby Heenan, Black Jack Lanza. She hated those people. My grandma thought wrestling, it's all right. It's okay if I talk about wrestling. My wife gets a little nervous when I, <laughs> she said, this is a candlelight service. We're not supposed to be talking about wrestling at the chase. It's okay. It's all right. But, but I, you know, I, I, I didn't want to go to church. I wanted to watch wrestling at the chase or the WWF, Hulk Hogan, you know. I remember Hulk Hogan, the Hulkster. You know, remember that? How many remembers the Hulk? And, and, and Andre the Giant and all those people, you know? Harley, Harley Reese. <laughs> Don't start yelling wrestlers' names at us. <laughs> and then once I got through wrestling, then I thought golf. Man, that was golf. That was a, I would much rather go play golf than 
serve God, you know. And I did that for a long time. But you know what? At the, when, at the end of the day, you know, there was just something about wrestling that left me empty on the inside. And there was just something about golf that, now I still play golf. I love to play golf, but it just left me empty on the inside. And I used to think serving God was boring until I started serving Him and I got past the religion stuff and I got into really serving God and walking with Jesus and I found out that it is fun to serve God. It's cool to serve God. It's fantastic to serve God. Can, glory to God. And, and, and a couple of weeks ago, God started healing people right in this service here, right in, right in this room. I mean, it's cool to watch the power of God, the fire of God went into one little, that little boy's knee there, and he's up here crying. The power of God hit him and healed him. I tell you, it's fun to serve God. Can anybody say amen? Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so I'd much rather serve God than, than watch Crusher Blackwell hit King Kong Brody over the head with a steel chair. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Glory to God. And that's the truth of the matter. I've been running with God since I've been a, a young boy. And I, I hadn't found anybody better to run with. Amen. Glory to God. And so why? Why do people, why don't they come to Jesus? Why don't they serve the Lord? Why? It's clear. The Bible says, in whom the God of this world, and that's a little g, the God of this world, actually this world system, you need to realize there is a devil out there. And, 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 and he's, the, he, he's the God of this world system. Somebody asked me one time, why are things so goofed up in the world? Well, it's because Adam, when he sinned, turned the authority of this planet over to the devil, and the devil got his ugly nose in it, and, and he blinds the minds of men and women, and he blinds them to the point that they can't, they, they, they don't even know what they're doing, and so yeah, the devil will paint it where golf looks better than serving God, wrestling looks better than serving God, all these other things look better than serving God, and he blinds you, and he, he can get you so blinded to where you don't know whether you're coming or going. Did you hear me? I don't like the devil. I hate the devil. But you know what? God's greater than the devil. And so, God sent Jesus into this earth, born of a virgin, with the main purpose of getting us hooked back up with the life of God. Jesus came, the Bible said, to destroy the work of the devil. The work that the devil did in the Garden of Eden with, with, with Adam. Jesus came to reverse that process and to destroy what the devil did and bring light to all of us and get our spirits lit and hooked back up with the life of God. So the question is, how do we come out of darkness? How do we come out of that old life that we've been living, that darkness, and how do we get into God's marvelous light? How do we do it? It's the easiest thing in the world to do. All you have to do is this. Number one is you repent. Real loud, say repent. You know what repent means? It just means to have a change of heart, a change of mind. I'm tired of living the way I've been living. I'm going to turn from that. And then who do you turn to? You turn to Jesus, and then you believe on him. Not in your head. You know, you don't, get, you don't get your candle lit by just saying, I believe that there's a God. That doesn't do it. You have to believe from 
your heart. Not the blood pump. I'm talking about from your spirit. The real you on the inside has to receive Jesus. To believe. How do you receive Jesus? To believe. To believe is to receive. You believe on him. You trust in him. Did you get that? And the moment that you trust on him, just the, 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 the very second. See, the Bible says that righteousness has come upon all men. The power of God, the Holy Ghost is right there with the sinner, the sinner, somebody that's never received Jesus. The power of God's right there. The, the, the Holy Ghost is right there just waiting for you to have a change of heart and to say, Jesus, come into my, come into my heart, come into my life. The Bible says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And the moment that you say, Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life, just that quick, the Holy Ghost lights your candle and hooks you back up with the life of God. You get born again. And now you're going to miss hell. And you're going to make heaven. And that's a good deal. Can you say amen? amen? And then, if you really do that and you mean it. You know how I can know if you did that and you really mean it and it really took? You know what I mean, took? You know what I mean when it took? It really took. You really got saved. You really got born again. You know how I know that? Is if you continue to serve the Lord. If you continue to serve Him. I said, if you continue to serve him, if you continue to serve him, listen to what Jesus said. He said of himself, he said, I am the light of the world. And then he said, he that follows me, realize they follows me, follows me, shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. It's not just enough to say a little prayer and think that that's going to save you in and of itself. You've got to sell out to the Lord. Did you hear what I just said? And that's something that has me very concerned in this hour in which we live. It, you know, it's, it's, it's on a lot of them on television, different preachers you'll hear. I'm not, not here to put preachers down. But there's more to getting saved than just saying a little prayer. When you repent, you turn from your own life and you cry out, you sell out to Jesus. I mean, if it really takes, if you really get saved, you're going to want to serve the Lord. Did you hear me? I've seen so many people over the years, they, they, they've said that prayer, but it didn't come from their heart. It came out of their head. And then you watch them over time and their, their life never do, lives never do change. But I tell you what, if you really get your candle lit and, and you really get saved, there's going to be a want to on the inside. You're not going to want to do those old things you used to do that they are displeasing to the Lord. You're going to want to do things that please Him. Did you hear what I just said? Okay, y'all, are you all okay? Are you all okay? Are you sure? Now, here's the thing. Once we get our... I'm almost done. Once we get our candles lit, once we get our spirits hooked back up with the life of God, then notice what Jesus said. He said, you are the light of the world. And then he said, let your light shine before men. And then he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every person. See, once we get our candles lit... And this is where it gets right into this candlelight service when we're, we're going to light candles here in just a minute and then close the service. But when you get, your, when you get, your, when you get born again, that, that means you got your candle that you receive Jesus and he comes to live on the inside of you. It doesn't stop there. Then you're responsible to go out and tell other people about Jesus and get their candles lit. And then once they get their candles lit, then what? They're supposed to tell other people and get their candles lit. And they're supposed to tell other people and get their candles lit. Did you hear what I just said? So we're really called to be candle lighters once we get our candles lit. You know what I mean when I say candles lit? You know what I'm talking about now? You know what I'm talking about. 
That means you've received Jesus. He's come into your, li- into, your, into your life and he's hooked you back up with the life of God. You get saved. Then you start going out and telling other people about Jesus. Did you hear what I just said? Are you okay? You all right with that? And, and now Karen is going to, she's going to sing, sing here. But she's not going to start singing just yet. She's going to go up and get ready. But in a minute, and I'm doing it this way because if I wait till we turn the lights out and she gets up there and all, then you have to stand there a long time with the candles burning. And then a lot of the little kids like to dump candles on their little brother, candle wax on their little brothers. We, we, we don't want to do that. Don't you dump candle wax on your little sister. Okay. So now when they cut the lights here in just a minute, now don't start singing just yet. Are you having a little fun this morning? You didn't expect all of this, did you? That's okay. Now these candles here, this candle represents Adam. Now, 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 now let me just do something that I've never done before. Let's just talk about this. It's fine. Now look. Now God, let's pretend this is Adam. Okay? Now we're off the script here. And when God made Adam in the Garden of Eden. Oops, wait a minute. Now this this is going to represent God. He's always he's always burning right. Amen. But he creates Adam and he God breathes into Adam. And now Adam is alive unto God. Okay? Are you all right? Now honey, come up here. Let's just do an example. Come on. So then God puts Adam to sleep and makes the woman and and she's Alive unto God. There's Adam and Eve. Okay. But then the old devil comes in. And deceives the woman. (laughs) But the Bible says the man wasn't deceived. He knew what he was doing. He knew full well what he was doing. And And then when the devil deceived him. And they ate of the tree. Then. Their candles went out. And now if they die, they're going to go to hell. So God has to get Jesus into the earth to get their candles lit. So what, somebody's thinking this right now. I need, I need to answer this question. What about Adam and Eve? What happened to them when they died? They, 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 they went to paradise. How do I know that? Because you see, there was a blood covenant. You can see when, remember, they covered themselves with fig leaves. Remember that? But God brought them animal skins. So they had a blood covenant. You see, God used the blood of the, the animals in the Old Testament to cover man's sin for about 4,000 years until he could get Jesus into the earth, born of a virgin. And when Jesus shed his blood, now you don't have to kill animals anymore. Can you say amen? amen. But, but you see, man, they've got to get their candles relit. So what happens is, is that 4,000 years goes by and Jesus is born of a virgin and then he, he dies on a cross and sheds his blood. He's buried, raised from the dead. And then, remember after he was raised from the dead? You remember what he did when he went in amongst his disciples? The Bible says he breathed on them and man was born again. See, you have two records in the Bible where God breathed. The first time was in the Garden of Eden and man was born. And the second time was after Jesus was raised from the dead and Jesus, who is God, breathed again and man was born again. Can you say amen? amen. Isn't that wonderful? 
And so what happens is, is then after Jesus is raised from the dead and the disciples, they believed on Jesus. So then they got their, like Peter, he got his candle lit. And then he told somebody else about Jesus on the day of Pentecost. And they got their candle lit. And then we're supposed to go out and tell other people. And they receive Jesus. They get their candles lit and so on and so forth. Do you see that? Do you understand the symbolism? Did you get it or do you need me to go over it again? No, you got it. You got it. Okay. All right. So when they cut the lights here. All right. Now, we're already saved, aren't we? We got our land. So they're going to cut the lights. She's going to sing. And when the light comes to you, you receive it and then pass it on. Go ahead. 